Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, as you know, we try to do as much of the trending and try to look forward into the future as much as possible to realize what issues are going to come up during our time. And I'm telling you, things are taking other issues to an entirely new level. Here's the big question. I don't want you to answer me right now. I don't want you to come to a conclusion at this moment. I want you to ponder this one for just a moment. If you're on a social media site, virtual reality-wise, let's say, as you know, I got the Oculus. We did the big family gift. It got the Oculus, the virtual reality. Really cool. Kind of crazy. Little creepy all at the same time. There's apparently a social media platform on there called Horizon Worlds, where it's a social media site, but you actually have an avatar, and you are walking around looking at it in 3D virtual reality. And you create an avatar, you're walking around. Someone has claimed already within, like, the first, like, what, four, five, six months this has actually been a thing that they have been sexually harassed on Horizon World in the, I know, in the virtual reality world. So here's the question I want you to ponder. Is it sexual harassment if they were someone evil or stupid was doing stupid things on a virtual reality social media site? Number one, it shows that people are just weird. And number two, ugh. It breaks my mind thinking about some of the stuff. Welcome into the show. We have a heck of a show lined up for you today, broadcasting live out of the heartland of the nation, right here at our flagship radio station all over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. We have a lot to get to. We have a lot of guests. We have a lot of information. We also have a great programming note. I teased it yesterday, but I am letting you know today, starting on Monday, we did the test, we did the trial. It's running smoothly. We are ready to go starting on Monday. We are joining the Ops Lens teams. If you've never heard of Ops Lens, it's kind of like a network. Like we're starting with the Hoosier Media Network, but they are obviously a lot bigger right now as they've been going for a long time. They find great talk shows and programming all over the country podcasts, radio shows, TV shows, they put them on and they stream them live for their constant con uh, content going on all day long. They have tons of listeners. We're looking forward to reaching hundreds of thousands of listeners every single day, which is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And we start broadcasting with them on Monday. So if you watch us on the live streaming on social media, you will not find it uh, from our personal pages any longer or the Voice of Reason page. You'll find it and we will share it so you can still find it very easy, but it's going to be through the OpsLens app. You can find them online, OpsLens.com. You can find the OpsLens app and download it onto your smartphone. You can also find them on their social media of Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, and all the other social media that they have that they'll be streaming live in our show along with all the other shows live every single day. And then you can find all of our great best of content on the weekend as well. We're really excited to work with OpsLens, and we'll talk some more about that here later on in the program. So really excited about that with another big advancement here on the Voice of Reason radio program. But... First, I want to get into our great guest for the next half hour here. Really excited to have her on. What's trending today? So the big question, obviously, is how do we solve some of the issues of today? Crime rates have been going up all over the nation. California, New York, Washington, D.C., Chicago. We're seeing shootings. We're seeing crime. We're seeing drug issues. 
I live here in the heartland in Wichita, Kansas, a major drug trafficking area. I've talked to our county sheriffs and police uh, chief uh, for the last few years on our local radio program and talked about some of these issues. And the big question is how much crime is being influenced based on drug use and drug addiction and drug overdoses? And what can we do to solve this pandemic in the nation? We obviously have a border, uh, an issue at the southern border that we will address later on and talk about that at the southern border and what drugs are coming up. But what's it doing to American culture? What's it doing to America, to the way that we actually function, to the way we actually think about ourselves? Do we feel safe in our communities? And what can we do to make sure that we can address some of these issues? I'm really excited to have on the program. She is a writer. She is a speaker. She is uh, the founder and president of End It For Good. You can find them online at enditforgood.com. Honored to have on the program Christina Dent with us here. Christina, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. And by the way, those watching the live streaming, uh, she's on the video stream, so uh, you can check it out there on any of our social media at Who's Your Reason. But Christina, this is a major issue, obviously. We've talked about it for, it seems like it's been going on for years. Has it been getting worse? Has it been getting better? Not just crime, but just drug use overall in the nation. It seems like it's getting worse right now. Yeah, if you look at just in my home state of Mississippi, we have about a 30% increase in illegal drug use over the last 10 years. So it is an increasing problem. And part of what we want to do is be able to look at what are the kind of take that big zoom out and look at, okay, why do people use substances? And even even more than that, where is the harm coming from related to crime, related to overdose deaths, related to incarceration and family destabilization? And that's what we really try to do at End It For Good. Um, for me, this was a, a personal journey that started as um, a foster mom who uh, I, I had supported this kind of tough on drugs, tough on crime, um, you know, longer sentences, just make it harsher. This problem will eventually go away. Yeah. Um, and I began to see up close that that that's not the case. Um, and it's actually doing a lot of harm to a lot of families. So um, for somebody from my my background, I'm a Christian, I'm conservative. Um, I, I was homeschooled kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, you know, I, I still have all of the values that I had growing up and began to see um, maybe there's a different solution than the ones that we've had in the past that would actually get us the kind of outcomes we really want. Yeah, there's been a big push in the nation to uh, go away from punishment to rehabilitation, and it's great in a sense, and yet it hasn't worked in some senses. I like to use the example here in Kansas, where I'm, where I'm from. Our former governor here did really good on some rehabilitation programs that while people were in jail or in a state prison uh, penitentiary because of things that they had done that it's not just about the punishment obviously they have to do their time they have to you know uh, serve their time for what they've done but at the same time creating incentive programs creating real rehabilitation programs creating job opportunities to work in the prison being able to go to certain you know uh, bible studies and doing certain things and when he started these programs we saw the retention rate of people returning back to prison drop by like 60 percent because they actually had opportunities moving out. Is this the direction we need to go moving forward to try and make sure that people aren't just repeat offenders all the time? Yeah, so if we look at why um, why people repeat offend or why they end up in jail in the first place, I would say there's kind of two tracks we need to be thinking about. We need to be thinking about who really needs to be in jail in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then for those people that we have decided, yes, this really is the only, the only way to handle this, how can we create a system in jails that actually produces the best outcomes for people coming out of them? Jail is an incredibly traumatic environment. Um, you know, for you or I, if you take 
us out of our life for three months. <laughs> uh, you lost income. Our houses would be foreclosed on, you know, all of these things. Um, and that's what's happening to people. And, and I think a lot of us don't really think about that. We just think, put them in jail. We don't think about the, the collateral damage of being absent from your life for months at a time. Um, so we, yes, we do need good programming in jails, but we also need to rethink what we're doing with um, incarceration. An interesting that happened thing, thing that happened during COVID was a lot of um, police departments stopped arresting people for drug possession because they didn't want to put more people in jail than they needed to. Which which brings up an interesting question about, um, you know, do we have incarcerated people who are actually not? Um, don't need to be incarcerated. Yeah. If they were really a threat to the community, um, we would have arrested them anyway, even during COVID. And yet we had a whole um, group of people and we arrest hundreds of thousands of people every year for drug possession who um, it was determined, no, we, we don't want to put them in jail. And I think that we've got to really wrestle with that because if we want people to stop using drugs, we need to address why do people use drugs? Well, they, they use them because they make them feel better. Um, now, maybe it makes them feel worse over time, but the, the core reason why people use substances is because at, at, its, at its heart, it makes them feel better. And so when we introduce trauma into people's lives through the criminal justice system, we actually know now that trauma is the biggest driver of addiction. So when we think about you know, if, if the reason we don't want people using drugs is because they might become addicted to them and that creates a lot of collateral damage in their families and communities, then what's the single worst thing that we could do for someone? Sure. It would be to increase the amount of trauma that they experience in their life. And yet that has been our response to substance use for decades now. We have said maybe if we if we give you enough um, of a, a painful experience, that's going to make you stop. And it's actually no wonder that it doesn't work and it doesn't make people stop because drug use is about feeling better and making them feel worse doesn't stop them from wanting to feel better. And in some cases, it just deepens the addiction. Um, because of the kinds of things people experience in our criminal justice system where there is rampant violence um, and assault of all kinds. And that does not help people for whom the driver of their addiction is that they're already trying to self-medicate traumatic experiences. Sure, that's true. We're talking with Christina Dent, founder president of End It For Good. You can find them online at enditforgood.com. Talk about the evolution that we have seen in the country when it comes to punishing uh, drug abuse or, or addiction, that sort of thing. I mean, obviously, we... The last, what, five, ten years has really evolved quite dramatically. I came from Colorado originally, uh, where I went to high school and grew up as a kid. And, you know, they obviously went towards legalizing marijuana at the federal level, yet still illegal. The past administration uh, was okay with it, except for, like, the attorney general of Jeff Sessions, where he was not much, too much for it. But uh, it seems like the Republicans, even, who have been really an iron grip against that mentality, has really changed their tone over the last few years. Uh, has that bled into how we've arrested individuals for drug possession when it comes to marijuana or with harder drugs in our thought process going into trying to rehabilitate those that do have an addiction problem? Yeah, I think there's a big shift that's happening, and it's happening across the political spectrum, which I see as a really positive thing. I'm conservative. I love seeing this happen in, in conservative communities because I think if we want um, those core conservative values of you know safe communities and strong families and people alive and not dying, um, we would definitely look for drug policies that actually produce outcomes, not just our intent, but actual outcomes that are in line with our values. Um, and I think part of the shift that's happening is that so many families now have a family member who is struggling with an addiction. And that 
just incredibly, of course, changes the perspective that you have. It's easy to sort of say, throw those other people's family members in jail. And yet when it's your own family member, um, it's a lot harder to say that about. And it's a lot easier to see, even if I'm really angry and even if their behavior is, you know, harmful to their family. Um, I've had many, many families say, you know, we thought jail was going to help them. So we were kind of glad they got arrested. And then we realized, oh, my gosh, this just made everything worse. Now they've got a criminal record and now they've got custody issues with their kids. And now they've got all of these fines and fees. And how are they going to pay that back when they can't get a job to support themselves? So I think part of the shift that's happening is that there's a recognition that what we've done hasn't worked. Part of it is that it's coming to roost personally for people. And we're feeling the pain that other families have been feeling for the last couple of decades. Um, and, you know, just from a fiscal standpoint, people don't want to pay to uh, support policies that aren't providing outcomes that we want. And that's what's happening. We're just dumping billions of dollars into policies that aren't producing the kinds of outcomes that we want. And instead, they're producing increased crime, increased overdose deaths, increased families being torn apart, children in our foster care system. Um, and no matter what your political leanings are, that's not good for anyone. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, the left side of the aisle wants you know, wants more rehabilitation. The conservatives want efficiency when we actually use our taxpayer money for a program. So it's good to actually look at this from all across the board and trying to find the right, proper way to do this. We're talking with Christina Dent. Uh, Christina, hang on the line. we got to take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, the ratio of where we're looking at with the increase in crime right now. Obviously, with COVID over the past year, what's caused some of this crime increase and how much of that is related to actual drug use in the nation right now. So, uh, and then what we can do to start moving forward with this. So, looking forward to that. We got lots more to get to here on a Friday, getting you set the last full week before Christmas. Hold on to your seats. It's the Voice of Reason here on the Hoosier Media the Network. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you're all welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Here, Millennial General doing the thing like we do every single day, trying to unveil the layers of the onion, trying to get deeper into the heart of the issues, trying to figure out what the heck to do to move forward. And we're doing it right now with great guests. we got to have her back on the show again here soon. She's the founder president of End It For Good. You can find them online, enditforgood.com. Check out all the great uh, opportunities they have. Christina Dent. Christina, let's talk about the increase in crime that we've seen over, really, last, let's go two years with COVID-19. Obviously, people losing their jobs, getting laid off, uh, stress. We've seen an increase in robberies and break-ins. We've had policy changes in some states that I think have made it uh, more enticing to do bad things as well. How much of the crime increases over the last two years do you think is drug-related or solely because of stress from COVID, or is there a correlation there? Well, nothing that I've seen on research about kind of the causes of crime over the last couple of years has shown that it has anything to do with um, specifically drug laws. Um, But when you think about crime in general, um, what causes crime in general? Well, sometimes you have, you know, people that are wanting to steal stuff. Well, eight out of 10 property crimes are committed by people who are addicted to drugs, who are trying to get enough money to feed that addiction. Um, And the reason they would do that is because drugs on an underground market are a lot more expensive than they are in a, um, you know, competitive legal market. And so you have increased costs when you have prohibition. So you have more people committing crimes to feed their addiction, to get enough money to feed that. But then you also have the underground market itself and the amount of crime that it produces. So the the vast majority of all crime um, today is produced by drug prohibition, by not allowing drugs to be sold in a a legal way, which forces them into this underground market. Well, you know, you can say, well, we just have to arrest all the criminals in the world. Well, they're becoming criminals because of the economic incentive of prohibition. You have this multi-hundred billion dollar a year industry in illegal drugs. You have consumers that have $500 billion a year in their hands that they're holding out for somebody to take and, you know, provide them with the drugs they want. And there's an endless supply of people that are willing to do that. And we see that south of our border. That's incredible violence. The violence is not caused by the drugs. It's caused by the laws that force those drugs into the hands of cartels. So when you think about crime increase, drug prohibition does not fight crime. It actually funds crime by putting all of this money into the coffers of organized crime and terrorist groups, which they use then to do more crime and terror um, to get more money and all of the other things that they want to do. But that's, again, that's stepping back, zooming out and saying, not just how do we address crime once it's happened, but what's actually causing this crime to begin with. And the vast majority of crime is caused by the effects of drug prohibition and this underground drug market. Yeah, the prohibition, as you mentioned, the cartels, the cartels are just bringing massive amounts of drugs. And like I said, being in the Wichita area, we're kind of the the heartland to where they bring it up here and then disperse it around the country from here. So we have a major issue. We got just about 30, 40 seconds left. But are we on the right track and are we starting to address this? Or do you think that we've go, uh, gone backwards in many aspects trying to d- deal with this? 
there's always going to be a temptation for a knee-jerk reaction. And the knee-jerk reaction is always going to be cracked down. Cracking down hasn't worked. It can't work. We're dealing with economic realities. And we have to look at what's causing it, how can we address it, and I think Americans are ready to do that across the aisle. People want to do what actually works, not just what makes them feel good. Yeah, do it works. Being more efficient, as we mentioned, that's always what it's all about. Christina Dent, founder, president, End It For Good. Enditforgood.com is the website. Christina, thank you so much for joining us on the program. I'd love to get you back on again here real soon. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Hey, absolutely. Always a pleasure there. When we come back, got to take a break. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit. We sat down with a guest in studio with us earlier today, George Santos. If you remember him, congressional candidate out of the 3rd District of New York City in Long Island. What the heck's he doing in Wichita? We'll talk about that coming up here right around the corner. It's a Friday. It's what we do right here on the show, trying to get you as much info as we can, getting you set for the weekend. It's information overload, baby, right here to wrap up the week here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Wow, welcome back into the program. I can't believe it's halfway over already. Halfway through the show, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the Millennial Generation 1 radio listener at a time. Thanks again to Christina Dent coming on the program. Great conversation. I will say, though, she's right. But then going into the political side of it, when it talks about you know getting rid of the black markets, she's right, but yet there's a political side to it that takes it to an entirely new level. <laughs> Yes, bringing it out into the forefront to where you're not getting it from shady guy in the alleyway is probably the best way if you are getting drugs is to make it legal. Now, I say that with a grain of salt at the same time, however, because at the same time, while we say yes, that should probably be the way we're going to do it so we can regulate it a little bit better. I don't like government regulation. And when you look at certain states that have tried this, what they've done is they've taxed it at such a high, ridiculous level that it's still cheaper to go and get it from the black market as opposed to walking into a shop and purchasing things like marijuana. I also am very cautious about legalizing other drugs as well. I don't like that unless it's done for medical and scientific research. For example, hallucinogenic medicines or or, uh, uh, drugs or plants or whatever, I like for scientific research 
and for spiritual purposes and religious ceremonies. That stuff used to be done for thousands of years. Why we're not even allowed to do that in controlled settings for religious ceremonies or for uh, scientific research, I'm not quite understanding that one. Uh, and I'm not saying like everybody go out and do that, but I'm saying that if you're looking for some type of you know spiritual whatever, that's probably a good way to do it, as many have done that in many different cultures for thousands of years. I have no problem with stuff like that, but just to be like walking down the street high all the time has caused major issues. Do we need to bring it forefront? We do. We have to stop the cartels, and one way to stop the cartels is to actually make sure that they don't have the control over the industry. We just have to find more privatized ways of actually doing that in the private sector. That's another discussion for another time, but I appreciate her very much, and she's right that we need to start looking at this a little bit different to try and stop the pandemic because the war on drugs has not worked, and we need to find ways to make sure that it can work actually down the road later on. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit. We have lots more I want to talk about. We could talk about that forever, and I want to, but earlier today we sat down with him in studio We've had him on the show once or twice before. He's a congressional candidate out of the 3rd District of the great state of New York in New York City. In the area, Long Island is his actual uh, district that he's looking to run as, as a Republican. And he was here in my home area, where the flagship is in Wichita, Kansas, as he was meeting with the top oil-producing states all over the country. One of them was right here in Wichita. So we got him in studio. Now, we sat down with him for about a half an hour. So obviously I can't play the entire interview here. So we're going to do what we do with Congressman Bob Ladder and some of the others is we're going to upload a special edition episode of the entire uh, interview that we did with him so you can listen to it as an additional podcast that you can listen to uh, as well. But this is part of the interview that we did with a congressional candidate from the 3rd District of New York. It's George Santos. My friend. Andy, thank you for having me. I come in peace from the People's Republic of New York, I promise. <laughs> I tell you what, well, from what it sounds like, you guys have a lot of really good mojo and some good energy coming in to try and make, could we actually make New York semi-red? This would be amazing. Well, look, New York's always been purple in, in a sense, right? Upstate New York, super red. Yeah. Downstate New York, super blue. You mix the two colors, you get purple, right? Yeah. No, all joking aside, we had a great election season, um, a big reject and rejection to the Democrat agenda in New York. We were able to stop three referendums who would have fundamentally changed elections in New York, and Republicans would have never gotten elected. We stopped um, absentee ballots with no excuse. We stopped same-day voter registration, and we stopped a gerrymandering bill that would essentially allow the legislator to gerrymander freely and create no Republican districts in the right. state of New York and completely silence us. So we had all those on the referendums and the back of the ballots and all of them failed to pass. Wow. That, that sends a message that this is a statewide effort and you couldn't get it passed. The people of New York are done with the democratic far left leaning and far outreaching policies. And I think that we need to focus right now on the positives of this and take this outcome and use this little red ripple that we just had in New York, specifically across Long Island, where we made literally the entire island red. Every seat we went went for, we won. Really? So now we need to turn this little ripple into the red tsunami of 2022. What was the spark that started making people turn back to the red Republican conservative side in New York, was it the COVID pandemic? Was it just failed policies over the last years? Is it crime rates going up? I mean, what actually caused this spark here? 141% increase in crime can do that. Good golly. Yeah, Think about it. it. That would do it. Think about it. Bail reform was an abject failure for the state legislator, and now that it's biting them all in the butt, 
Yeah. They're all running for their lives scared. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see a single one of them getting reelected in 2022. That's unbelievable. Talk about your district. You're from the Long the Long Island area, correct? Yep. yep. Okay. So born and raised in New York City. My district is in the North Shore of Long Island, for those who understand the map of Long Island. So arguably second wealthiest district in the country. So there's a lot of people making fun of me. Oh, George Santos Law is the most wealthiest suburban district in America. Mm. Uh, you know, sure, I'll take it. That's funny. <laughs> ha ha. Right. But if we're going to be honest here, it's a district of of, of hardworking folks. Sure. Um, th- these are the people who are essentially creating, uh, I'd say, 10 percent of the jobs in America today. These are entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, all living in this district. And Public safety has become a major issue for us there. Sure. Uh, to, to the extent where homes are being invaded, uh, uh, people's homes are being ransacked. It, it is a common, constant occurrence. And th- the Democrats aren't doing anything to stop it. They're yeah. anti-police, anti-law and order, anti-public safety. And that's just not what we're all about. You know, a lot of people like to say, oh, New York, New York's just liberal. Nobody cares. That's not true. Sure. We, we love you know, I come in peace. I say, I said this, I, I had dinner with a couple of folks last night here in Wichita and I said, I come in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I tell you when we had, you know, governor Rudy Giuliani and or mayor Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of the country, you know, was kind of his name when he was there, the crime was down. Things were Republican. Things were trucking along for the city of New York. And somewhere along the line, they wanted to go that different route and it's gone back the other way. But at first, like you said, people can't, enjoy that for very long people can't just tolerate that for very long before they say it's time for a change well look think about it we had rudy giuliani for two terms that's eight years he was a 9-11 mayor yeah then subsequently we had bloomberg run as a republican win for the first two terms that's 16 years then bloomberg overstayed his welcome and ran as an independent for a third term essentially he ran with the same policies during his third term but it was 20 years of republican policies in new york sure up until 2000 and whenever bloomberg got elected right and if i'm not mistaken 2013 um that new york was a republican city led by a republican mayor right and everybody thought there's no way to run for office in new york city as a democrat and win only republicans win that was an actual ideology wow. until we got the biggest socialist mayor in america ruining not running but ruining our city took bloomberg surplus incinerated the entire surplus he left billions of dollars that were left behind by the bloomberg administration and in surpluses because the guy was a genius in administrating the city sure and and de blasio had the audacity the other day to say that he picked up the city and he's leaving it safer than when he got it. If I were Bloomberg, I'd sue him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's slander. <laughs> What's the morale of law enforcement? As you mentioned, I mean, the Democrats obviously hate law enforcement. We see the attacks on them all over the country. In California, I mean, they've changed the laws for crime from a felony down to a misdemeanor. So we're seeing the ongoing three-week-long Black Friday sales that are happening just breaking into stores. Uh, what is the morale of law enforcement, and are they hanging in in New York right now? You know, I, I'm, I'm as unapologetically pro-police as they, they come. Sure. Good police. There's bad cops out there sure. in the world. You fine tune the system. You 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 need to you need to weed out the bad cops out of the system. It's plain and simple. Right. But that doesn't represent nearly the majority of the cops in the in, in the NYPD. Uh, Fifty six thousand officers, largest police force in America, arguably I think one of the largest in the world. These are great men and women. These men. These are the same men and women that on nine eleven ran towards falling buildings, mm-hmm. not away from. These are men and women who constantly put their lives on the line for us where we live on a constant uh, terror threat in new york it's a daily occurrence the terror unit i mean i have a couple of friends who work there they get 
terror threats every single day in it's just New York. a norm there it's a norm wow. and they're running towards danger on a daily basis i appreciate them and i i know i speak for a large majority of new yorkers who appreciate them and respect them in law enforcement across this country sure but the policies instilled by the new york city council by the mayor of this uh, of new york city and the governor both former andrew cuomo and kathy hochul are just anti-police sure the police they have no qualified immunity anymore. They're being targeted by vandals. They're, the people they bring in now can go ahead and pull up their record and go to their house where they have their, their, their spouses with their kids at home sleeping, and only God knows what can be happening to them now. Yeah. They, these, these men and women are living in fear with, with what's, going, what's going on. Yeah, there. it's unbelievable. What's really sad, and I know that you might even be able to have a say on this once you get into Washington, D.C., but uh, like John Stewart trying to fight for the health care rights of those that were affected by 9-11, the fact that we're still having to deal with this kind of garbage. I mean, to me... I don't know if it's a national thing or if it's just specific to New York. It's just sad that that's a battle we have to have just to properly take care of such heroes that we see out of, uh, of people coming out of New York City. Andy, my mom was a 9-11 survivor. Mm. She was in the South Tower, um, and she made it out. She got caught up in the ash cloud. My mom fought cancer till her death. Oh, my gosh. Um, my mom passed away in 2016. She never applied for relief because her, her motto was, I can afford it. We're fortunate. We can take care of all our, our medical bills. If I take it, I'm taking it away from these men and women who need it and who put their lives on the line. And the only reason they got sick was because they were actually there to help people like me. Right. If I apply to take a penny out of this, I'm stealing from a, from a first responder. Wow. That was her mentality. Wow. She wouldn't take a penny. And Getting all emotional here. Stop that, it. That's no, amazing. No, it's, That's incredible. It's, 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 really, it's really tough when you hear it, but... There's a lot of folks who were there who had the same decorum of not accepting a penny. Sure. The reason is we just saw several of these firefighters and and first responders on national television the last two years begging for an extension of of the relief. Yeah. And yes, I will fight that. I will fund it until the last one of them is gone. Sure. I don't care if it takes 40 years, 50 years. You know why? 9-11 9-11 was a national issue. It wasn't a New York City issue. New York City is still part of the state of New York. It's part of this constitutional republic. And yeah. I will fight for that because those men and women deserve it. That is that George Santos. We appreciate him. We got lots more to get to. You can listen to the entire interview on our podcast coming up here in just a little bit. It's The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up the show today. It goes by way too fast. Way too fast. It's been a heck of a week. The last Friday episode of The Voice of Reason for 2021. Next week we'll have Christmas. The year or the week after that we'll have New Year's. So it's gone by way too fast. Next week we will be live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you can always stay tuned in right here on your favorite radio station, the live stream. I am super excited. So I wanted to wait until the beginning of the year, but we're going to do this next week just to make sure everything's running smooth. But OpsLens, go and check those guys out. Download the app. Go to the website at OpsLens.com, O-P-S-L-E-N-S.com, OpsLens, and check those guys out. A lot of great programs. We'll be jumping on their network, and they'll be hosting our streaming uh, from here on out, and we'll be sharing it all over also our social media as well. So hundreds of thousands of listeners uh, will be able to check out the show on that one, taking things to another level there. Super excited about it, and we'll have more information on that next week. I can't believe that it's gone by so fast. And again, uh, all of our guests, appreciate them. Christina Dent for the first half hour of the program. George Santos, congressional candidate out of the 3rd District of New York. Again, that was a, <laughs> a tiny little sliver of the conversation that we had. We recorded for a uh, great guy, by the way, because he came in studio. We talked for about a half hour before we even hit the record button. Then we recorded his interview and we went for another half hour or so. So we will upload that as an additional podcast episode so you can listen to this show. Then you can listen to our extended special feature episode with George Santos that we'll have as well as an additional podcast download for you. And it's a good 30 minutes or so talking about all the issues right now with vaccine mandates. What's going on in New York? Is AOC actually going to win re-election? Because his district butts up to her district. And it's going to be interesting to see as he's got kind of the inside scoop of going on with uh, New York politics that I find absolutely fascinating. So we appreciate his time very much. We'll have that as an additional upload for the podcast, and you can listen to the entire interview on inflation. He's had experience in a history in the energy market, so we talk about oil and energy. We talk about why he's traveling all over the country and more, so make sure and go and check that out. I'm also getting some feedback on Christina's uh, conversation from earlier in the show, both positive and negative. Some people not liking what she has to say. Some think it's an interesting idea. Look, I don't endorse any of their ideas one way or the other. I find it interesting, and I agreed with some of the stuff she said. I disagreed with some of the stuff she said, and I think that we could maybe fine-tune some of the things she said as well. So, uh, But looking at the drug epidemic as a serious issue, absolutely, it's a serious issue right now. We have Crime that's going through the roof. A lot of that was policy saying, oh, don't worry. We're just not we're not going to throw you in jail. We're just going to give you a little slap on the wrist, send you to court, make you pay a fine or something and go about your business. 
You can steal $1,000 worth of stuff. We're not going to take you to jail. You can burn down a building. We're not going to do anything to you. We have an epidemic there, but we also have a drug epidemic. The cartels are ruining things left and right. We interviewed, yes, the man himself, Bill O'Reilly, a few months ago with his book that came out on the mobsters and the cartels and how much control they have back in the 30s and how we kind of idolized them back then. And then even now with the cartels and what they're doing and how dangerous these people actually are and how they control so many industries, it's not even funny. And we got to get Bill O'Reilly back on the program again, but it is a serious issue. What do we do about it? We got to figure out a way to keep the drugs out of the hands. We have to educate people to not want to turn to drugs to do certain things. And unfortunately, if they do become uh, addicted because of a chemical imbalance where they're dependent on these things, they need to feel this certain rush of adrenaline or whatever they feel, that we have to find a way to make alternative ways to do that. I'm telling you, going natural is going the way to do it. Uh, Even just, for example, marijuana. A lot of people do like to do marijuana. I don't like it. I have tried it. I don't enjoy it. I think it smells horrible. I don't like the feel of it. It just, it makes me hazy. It, It does not do anything for me. But you know something that does do something that actually does just like the same effect? is deep breathing techniques. Do a meditation with a deep breathing. You will feel just as much of an effect as marijuana, but yet you are much more clear-minded because you have injected so much oxygen into your bloodstream. It's insane. It's insane. Not to promote any certain products or any certain techniques or anything, but I do breathing techniques just to stay healthy because it you know boosts your immune system. It does all this good stuff. I've done those things, and it feels way better than smoking marijuana. There are simple ways to do things. We just have to educate people. We have to let them know that they don't have to hate the world and make the world foggy to them. It comes back to traditional values. It comes back to constitutional principles. It comes back to family values. And it comes back to actually just appreciating yourself. It's not easy when the government's trying to shut you down and tell you it's horrible and to be scared of everything. It's not easy when the government says that they're there to take care of you and you shouldn't have any personal responsibility. It's not easy when they're actually throwing it into your communities left and right from the government. So we have a lot of work to do, but we can do things. It's very simple. It's very easy. And we just need to bring it back down to the home front. And that's what we're all about. Until then. Back at it on Monday for a whole nother weekend where you set for the Christmas celebration. We have a lot of great guests, a lot of great content, and a lot more exposure that we're going to be working with some really, really cool organizations and businesses coming up here very soon. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.